0: Two years of age.
1: Emergency support goaltender will be forced into service here for the Hurricanes. Three seconds left. Here's Clifford. Stopped by David Ayers. But Carolina Hurricanes surround him and defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. 6-3. It was awesome. Obviously,
2: the time of my life out there. I've been on this ice many times without fans. Put fans in the mix and it's a whole different game, obviously. But, uh, Hey, once in a lifetime, I'll take it. It's
3: fabulous. That is uh, the second time in a couple of years that's happened uh, that uh, the backup goalie, the, all hockey uh, teams, NHL teams, they carry two full-time goalies. And if both of them gets hurt, they have a guy in the stands... Who plays a bit of goalie in a local league or whatever? He can play. But he's no not NHL caliber or anything. And obviously he's not playing in the minor league somewhere because he's got to be sitting in the sense And he comes down and tries not to, you know, get murdered. And uh, and it almost never ever happens. But this guy came down. He gave up a couple of goals, but his team won the game. And and he got all the hugs around at the end of it from his his teammates. And the guy actually drives the Zamboni machine. He's such a hockey guy that. You know every, every every hockey player, everyone on earth, there's even a song about it, longs to drive the zamboni machine. <laughs> but this guy did it, so that's that's a cool story. I remember the last guy was he with the Blackhawks? I believe that's right. And he yeah. was like a,
0: an accountant or something like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and that guy was two hot dogs in when they said, hey, uh, hey Jim, we need you to come down to the locker room because we got to, you know, we got a, a bit of an issue here. Um, That'd be something, man, I'd, especially if you're a couple of hockey hot dogs into the thing, and all of a sudden you got that stress. Those are fun stories, though. guy got to live out his dream, gets to keep the jersey. <laughs> so now get back on the Zamboni. The ice is all chunked up.
2: <laughs> if you're a normal person, you didn't follow the uh, news over the weekend, or if you're a political junkie, you did, and you know that Bernie Sanders not only won Nevada, he won it trouncing everybody and won practically every category of voter that there is or finished second in the others. I mean, he's just... Anybody who thought he didn't have mainstream appeal, that's over. Well, that's the point of what I'm about to tell you. So uh, a lot of your mainstream Democrats went nuts on your cable news channel in print, what can we do to stop Bernie? This is gonna devastate the party. We'll lose the house and this we'll never get the Senate back and we'll lose the house. This is a and, and I thought I thought most Democrats felt that way. No, it's just the super elite of the party apparently. This from the Atlantic over the weekend. Regular Democrats just aren't worried about Bernie. Many in the party elite remain deeply skeptical of the Vermont Senator, but rank and file voters, they don't share that hesitation. Judging by media coverage and the comments of party luminaries, you might think Democrats are bitterly polarized over Bernie's presidential bid. I actually thought that was the case from taking in these people on the cable news channel. I Mm -hmm. thought this was a, you know, well, last month it says here in the Atlantic, Hillary Clinton declared that nobody likes the Vermont senator. Last week, James Carville, who ran Bill Clinton's 92 campaign, said he was, I'm scared to death, of Sanders' campaign, which he likened to a cult And since the beginning of the year, news organizations after news organization has speculated that Sanders' success may set off a democratic civil war and tear the party apart. But polls of Democratic voters show nothing of the sort. Among ordinary Democrats, Sanders is strikingly popular, even with voters who favor his rivals. He sparks less opposition, in some cases far less, than his major competitors. On paper, he appears well-positioned to unify the party should he win the presidential nomination. Strange as it sounds, Sanders may be the least Polarizing candidate in the presidential field at this time. A Monmouth University poll found last week that 71% of Democrats nationally approve of Bernie Sanders. He has the second lowest unfavorability rating. So any of the stuff that you hear in the news about him tearing the party apart, uh, it's just not, a, it's not the case. He's the most unifying candidate on the stage. Wow. Wow. He cannot be beat. Knowing that information now, I didn't think he could be, be beat anyway at this point. But knowing that information, he will not lose. He is going to be the nominee, and this is going to be one heck of an interesting thing to watch. Yeah, I'd say. You know, I thought I was going to say it's
3: probably about a third, a third, a third in the Democratic Party. You got your hardcore yes for Bernie, thirty percent or a third, hardcore no for Bernie, and then the persuadables obviously are, are leaning toward Bernie. Bernie, but I think that that thirty-three percent establishment types, reasonable centrist Democrats, is is a smaller number than I was guessing. Uh, this this is the, you know what we're just we're going to become France. we're going to become England. We're going to become a formerly great power that's suffocating in our own quote unquote generosity of socialism. Well just, it is what it is.
2: one one argument from uh, from a number of people I saw Joan Gold, Goldberg talking about this over the weekend is Bernie wins and doesn't get the Senate. He's not going to be able to do any of these things he's talking about right. So none of these policies that have people on the right scared to death will occur um so it's possible that it uh it 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 shows that being this far outside of the mainstream if you don't get the senate there, there's no point in it and it affects both parties
3: to the extent that i care about polling i don't recall seeing much polling on which way the the houses are likely to go the the house and the senate i mean because if he gets unified government which they're only one chamber away from sure um. Then he he might take his way 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 down that road.
2: Well, the conventional wisdom up until this weekend has been one that Bernie Canton shouldn't win, and that if he if he's on the ticket, the Senate will be destroyed. But so far, none of this stuff has turned out to be true. Look at that. He's got 72% approval among Democrats. That would lead me to believe they're going to turn out in good numbers and vote like crazy and maybe uh, elect enough senators.
3: Well, I hate to let my skepticism turn into cynicism because when you're cynical, you don't believe anything, including that which is true. And that's no way to go through life. On the other hand, conventional wisdom is uh, it's getting weaker and weaker. I mean, less and less useful. And I, I just have to remember that.
2: I don't like... Uh, I understand your uh, dislike of polls, but without the polls of the regular people, I would have no idea what's going on. Right. I would just see the Hillary Clintons and, uh, and uh, Rahm Emanuel yesterday on Face the Nation who ran Obama's campaign... All these high ups in the political part in the in the Democratic Party who hate Bernie, mm-hmm. and I would assume, well, though the party's really out to get him. No, seventy two percent of Democrats like Bernie. They yes. like him more than anybody else. Oh, I don't mind those polls. I don't mind you so know favorability poll, unfavorability.
3: I wouldn't have known that if you polled Americans and seventy eight percent of us said, yeah, we really like ducks. I would believe that a. The duck is a popular bird. It's it's the whole, you know, Bernie, is I had about 7% in uh, New Hampshire or whatever, when they don't tell you that 35% of people are undecided, so the aforementioned numbers are ridiculous. There's nobody undecided on ducks, for instance. It's, it's, they're a lovely bird. They go quack, quack. Um, those are the polls I can't stand. The- Which polls? All of them. Was, you know, okay. Okay. In, in a hypothetical election between uh, Donald Trump and and, and Donald Jr. You know who would win? I just those are useless.
2: Well, I'm willing to shut up about this for a while, but there is a debate tomorrow night, and the people who do hate Bernie, and that's the powerful in the Democratic Party, and I think they're just afraid they're going to lose their power. So I got to admit, I'm rooting for Bernie from that standpoint.
0: Oh, we are a Bernie, bro. The
2: fact that the Clintons and the Rama Manuals of the of the party will will lose all their sway, I don't freaking care. Oh no, but no. um uh on the debate stage tomorrow night, the powerful think, look. Buttigieg, and uh, and Biden, if he can put a sentence together, and anybody else on that stage, you need to spend the whole time beating up Bernie for being a socialist, various things he's said about Castro through the years, Mm -hmm. how none of his programs can actually happen or work, you got to spend the whole debate on that, or it is over. That's your only chance. You might not even have a chance if you do that.
3: You ever actually listen to a Bernie rally? We have tape of what he's promising and to whom that will actually shock you. Oh, I want to hear that. Oh, yeah. We can play that for you in the next segment. Cool. Oh, yeah. D- yeah. When it comes to the general election, this is what we're all going to be talking about. So hang around.
2: Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, we got to play some of the Bernie, um, Bernie on sixty minutes. Uh, good for sixty minutes to do that interview because he is the man of the hour. He's not just the, the the flavor of the day. He is going to be the nominee. And uh, people, everybody needs to recognize that for better or worse, and then start engaging in that conversation, oh. like 60 Minutes did last night.
0: I'm not sure the metaphor holds. So, man of the hour more significant than flavor of the day. Day yeah, is a longer I'm, time I, frame. I, gu- I
2: guarantee you that doesn't hold up. <laughs> as making any sense.
0: <laughs>
2: wow! Wow! This is the winter of our
3: discontent. Is that? I don't. I don't know how mm. this works. Mm. So I just wanted to mention to you really quickly that uh, this Chicago judge, Cook County Judge Timothy Evans, he's been at the the forefront of the bail reform movement. And you don't have to post bail anymore. The judge just decides if uh, you should be turned loose or not. And uh, there are a lot of people in law enforcement um, who are really, really against this. But it's one of those feel-good reformy movements. And last May, Judge Evans released a report that showed... Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention to you, we are going to play you that, that Bernie tape from his rally that is exactly what he's about, and it's the reason you're going to be fired up against him.
2: Because he's the man of the hour, not the flavor of the month.
3: Right, <laughs> All right. So anyway, I get your words
0: straight, Jack. <laughs> we'll, we'll play that tape for you in a,
3: in a couple of minutes. It's not to be missed. But anyway, so this Judge Evans, he released a report showing uh, that releasing more defendants from jail did not put the community at greater risk of crime. A high proportion of defendants, 83% charged with felonies and released under the new system, returned to court as ordered and did not commit new crimes while released. Boy, 17% did? He was willing to admit. In all, Evans' report painted a positive picture that matched the narrative of those who support bail reform. Good stuff. But then the Chicago Tribune, and, you know, thank God for America's newspapers, they're vanishing, but man, they do important work. A couple of reporters from the Chicago Tribune dug into the numbers, behind the numbers, and reported that Judge Evans' report left out hundreds of violent crime charges filed after the bail reforms were implemented. Wow. This is going to sound familiar to corrupt who are familiar with the various feel-good propositions that the moron voters have passed, decriminalizing crime and letting people out because they didn't commit a violent crime. Except, listen to this list. The judge included murder and attempted murder, non-negligent manslaughter, forcible rape, robbery, and aggravated battery. But he excluded from the list of violent crimes domestic violence, assault with a deadly weapon, battery, and reckless homicide. Assault with a deadly weapon isn't a violent crime in Judge Evans' world?
2: Boy, I know somebody specifically dealt with that like very recently. And uh, and they were horrified that this person who had committed that sort of crime against them was out so fast. I right. could not believe it. Right. How is that person out?
3: And according to the Tribune, if Evans' report had included all these other crimes, they calculated the number of violent crimes allegedly committed by released defendants would have jumped from 147 to 578. And the largest chunk of these ignored charges uh, were for domestic battery. God, that's horrifying. So you've got this progressive judge, which is, which who, is... who to get his progressive goals through, has to overlook wife beating and yeah. husband beating. That's a fine, uh, fine progressive right
2: there. Because of the way thing, you know, human beings work, it's it's mostly against women. So maybe the way to tackle this is from some sort of direction from women getting together and saying this is a bad thing for women.
3: Yeah, uh, I think I think that could be good and powerful.
2: We don't do scare you sort of radio. I'd, I've never liked to try to scare you into listening or whatever. But it's just a fact. Crime is going up in all kinds of different areas. Getting a, uh, a system for your home that can alert you when a bad person is trying to get in just seems like a good idea right now. Yeah, and the, and the traditional way to do it is you call somebody and it's going to take a weeks and co- cost a small fortune. Well, there's a simpler way to do it.
3: Yeah, and it, indeed, it's our friends at Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. Award-winning protection, the two-time winner of the CNET Editors' Choice Award.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be a lot faster and cost a lot less, and you're going to feel a lot safer with Simply Safe.
3: Yeah, entry uh, detection, motion detection, glass breaking sensors, cameras, and you barely even notice it's there. And what's really amazing is you can set this system up all by yourself, and you don't need a long contract with some security company bilking you for cash.
2: Takes about 30 minutes to an hour to set up, only 50 cents a day with no contracts.
3: And that's why The Verge, another one of my favorite tech websites called SimpliSafe, the best home security system Around so go to SimplySafe dot com slash Armstrong today. Get free shipping, sixty day risk free trial. You got nothing to lose. Go now, be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong. Why'd they leave me out? Oh, simplicity. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. Simply dot com slash Armstrong. All the gear you need, no contract. Simply dot com slash Armstrong, do it today. Anyway, so you got uh, Bernie doing a rally the other day, and listen to what he is promising. And to whom? Are we got that tape ready?
1: Uh, uh,
3: Your eyes say yes, but your finger says no.
1: So what our campaign is about and what our administration will be about is rethinking America, understanding that all of our people, when I say all, I also mean the undocumented in this country. (laughs) Yeah! That all of our people are entitled to basic human rights.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the rest of it? So, uh, while you're discussing that, Ursa Klein had had tweeted out, because trying to figure out what's going on here, Bernie Sanders isn't running on socialist economics. He's running on a socialist ethic, as you just heard. What sets Sanders apart from many liberal Democrats isn't his voting record. It's a deep, animating belief that our political and economic system is unjust. It's right. an entire, well, it is a, a movement. It is a a perception of America as a thing, as opposed to particular socialist economic policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tell you what. And that's where I think a lot of the other candidates miss out on his appeal. Free food, free housing,
3: free medical care, free college, for. Anybody who arrives by hook or by crook in this country, when you get to free college for illegal immigrants and free health care and the rest of it, because we've seen the polls, speaking of polls, the vast majority of Americans agree. I mean, the vast majority is high 80s that we need to control who gets into the country and we, the citizens, the government, well, the citizens choose what sort of people we want. Everybody agrees on that. But Bernie's saying, no, not only anybody who sneaks into the country can stay, but
2: they get your tax dollars. Is there a candidate that's going to stand on the stage tomorrow night and say, let's discuss what Bernie is promising? He's promising free health care to illegals. Is anybody going to say that, or do they think that would uh, offend too many Democrats? I don't think most Democrats want that. I don't no. think.
3: Well, no. Although uh, the more and more their intelligence and logic gets, uh, you know, swept away by their ideology, the more the are uh, you know spouting the, the nonsense about fairness. It's not fair to confiscate people's money to make your conscience feel good. Uh, yeah, I think somebody will bring it up, and I think they'll bring it up strong. Who? I'm not sure. Maybe Amy. <laughs> The Armstrong
2: and Getty Show. Is housing something that a doctor should be able to write a prescription for? Well, it is according to the governor of California, which is an interesting idea. Maybe we'll discuss that. Um, I, I'm starting to
3: feel like a character in a Twilight Zone episode. Everybody around me is going crazy. I mean, if... If the vice lieutenant governor of Rhode Island had said that. You know, a guy with minor power over a few people. You'd think what a crazy person. What a dope. The governor of California. Yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, Jack, the debate over stretchy jeans continues on the uh, email line, (laughs) mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Dave writes, I can't stand stretchy jeans. I get the same feeling Jack gets when he hears people chewing, except it's constant stretching, pinching all day. I tried several brands, all bad, gave them all to the Salvation Army, went to my local Western Wear store, and bought some good old Wranglers.
2: Well, that's the, the last thing I get out of stretchy jeans is, is, is like some sort of pinching. or Yeah, armor. I don't know what he's talking about, honestly. You know, I swear. <laughs> that's what my jeans sound like <laughs> if I kneel down to pick up a pen.
3: I have been one of the leading advocates of stretchy pants in America's media. I won't shut up about some of the the pants I bought. They're so great. They're so comfortable. But they are a perfect metaphor for what happens in an affluent society. I I hadn't realized they were making it easier and easier for me to gain weight because I never felt it. I was being kind to myself. I was being generous and and not you know imposing you know harsh expectations on my waistline. Not body with,
2: shaming yourself,
3: right? With my pants that don't expand, and now I'm expanding. There are <laughs> aspects of life that are not nice, that have to be there. It's just true. All right. Having said that, speaking of. High in the sky. Everybody gets a trophy. Ridiculousness.
2: Yeah. So Bernie won huge over the weekend. If you didn't see that in Nevada, I mean, he walked away with it. And in all categories, I mean, there, there was talk that well, the you know the unions are against him. No, he won the unions and the non-unions. He won educated, not educated. Just everybody. White, black, Hispanic, men, women. Yeah, and he's rolling and probably can't be stopped. I saw a tweet over the weekend from Jonah Goldberg I thought was hilarious. If you're a Simpsons fan, you'll get this. He said, I can't wait till MSNBC and that crowd start saying, I, for one, welcome our socialist overlord. Yes, yes. When does the pivot happen toward, oh, we always liked Bernie, now that he's the nominee for our side. But he carried everything in Nevada. And Nevada's an odd state. I love Nevada, but it's an odd state. Well, he's I mean, more representative of the Democratic Party than the other states that had voted so far. Yeah, I suppose And he's dominated.
3: Oh, yeah, he won everybody. Even uh, he carried Area 51. The uh, <laughs> aliens lifted a tentacle and said, I'm with Bernie. Yeah, good. So do we have, the, uh, do we have that, that tape, finally, that I asked for you? Yeah. Okay, so th- there was something weird that happened technically, um, but this is the tape that I touted to Bernie that I wanted you to hear.
1: Today, we got 500,000 people. Sleeping out on the streets of America. Today, we have 18 million families paying 50% of their limited incomes for housing. Today, we have hundreds of thousands of bright young people who cannot afford to get a higher education. Today, we have 45 million people paying. A student debt that many of them cannot afford to pay so what our campaign is about and what our administration will be about is rethinking America understanding that all of our people when I say all I also mean the undocumented in this country That all of our people are entitled to basic human rights.
3: All right, let's break that down now.
1: Thank you, comrade.
3: That's Thank you for that. Uh, (laughs) So now, those things are basic human rights that must be granted even to illegal aliens, which is the legal term. Living on the streets... Can't have that for anybody in this country, so your tax dollars will be confiscated by the government and given to the people to get them off the streets, whether they're citizens or, or legal immigrants or illegal. Also, to be paying 50% of your, your pay for housing, that's a violation of your human rights, too. He, so, obviously, you will have heavily subsidized housing for anybody in the country. He mentioned paying for college. You're going to be paying for college for illegals or whomever, and retiring college debt because he checked that box as well as being something your money needs to go to, even for illegals. He didn't even go to health care, which, as we all know, is a, a admittedly terrifying part of all of our monthly budgets these days, and that will go to anyone who can sneak into the country under any any circumstances and I have a suspicion. uh, And what's weird about that is Bernie has been one of those uh, way far left guys who says we can't have open unfettered immigration because like Cesar Chavez and others, he said, no, that drives down wages for domestic workers. And yet he wants to give out all these generous public benefits to the undocumented. I wonder if he's just smart enough to realize that his consistency saying look I'm for the workers and unfettered illegal immigration is going to hurt the workers that's not part of the progressive dogma these days so I wonder if he's just dropped that cuz he knows it gets big cheers but when america if we can have a you know I don't it's probably not going to happen in the primaries it might happen tomorrow night in the debate but donald trump will certainly point out to america look you understand what this guy's promising right and i think i think he will lose 42 states but you know, I've I've thought things before in the modern era and been wrong because everything's changed so fast, politically
2: speaking. I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, there's something weird going on, and I'm I'm not sure it's policy related. I don't know. It might just be the tone and feeling of people. I'm not sure it's. I'm not sure the policy matters that much. Well, Trump if, and uh, and Bernie. If you're right, and pretty big part of me think you are. That's a little scary. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's that's the way populism works. And yeah.
3: Um, well, it's you know populism is like anything else, and I I want to talk about this maybe later, um, at the risk of going on too long about it. The the siren song of democratic socialism. What's wrong with it? Um, because I think this is the conversation that's going to be had. But <sighs> you have people say populism, and you have. Policy-based populism like Ronald Reagan, he popularized and got people fired up about a set of ideas. And then you've got personality-based, you've been calling it performative, which is a good word, populism. That just, it's it's the carnival bar, it's the uh, the snake oil salesman who just gets people fired up. I hate the people that are holding us down. Me too, let's get them. Right, exactly. What policies which and how are we going to pay for Shut up, you're a counter-revolutionary, into the gulag. <laughs> and I just, so I'm, you know, but something, is it ideas and policies or is it purely populism now every politician has to have some populism or they're unpopular but i'm just afraid that on the left it's gotten into crazyville stuff that'll never ever work
2: i mean that voter that uh, that that seems to be so core to winning the, the election the didn't go to college makes a decent living as a welder or whatever how, how are you convincing him he should pay for college for anyone, let alone illegals? Right. I'm supposed to bail out people who went to college and can't afford it? No, that ain't my problem. I didn't go to college, and I got a fine job. But I'm supposed to pay for them and illegals? Well, I'm supposed <laughs> how to. How does that work? But uh, I'm supposed to retire your
3: $100,000 of debt for, for women's studies when I've been busting my ass,
2: you know, on plumbing? Yeah, that word has got to get but out. But it would seem that some of that crowd voted for him in Nevada on Saturday.
3: Well, it's rage against the machine.
2: Yeah, Uh, honestly, it's this is something similar to to
3: Trump in that Bernie is a hand grenade into the admittedly corrupt, self-serving halls of power. Uh, He's the wrong hand grenade. (laughs) Oh my God, he is the wrong hand grenade. But if people Ah, just want to chuck a hand grenade, they chuck it. It's going to be something to watch, though. Holy Holy crap! How can you blame Democrats? Or or, or people in the middle for not thinking you know the Democratic Party's full of crap. You're right, they are. So Bernie's their hand grenade.
2: So you had in the New York Times what a week or so ago Tom Friedman write you know that we've all got to get behind Bloomberg to stop Bernie. Yeah, how's that going? Um, and that God doesn't doesn't Bloomberg just seem so over? He seems so over to me. I don't know how it, it's going to come off, but. It just seems like, well, that was no waste of time. Well, we'll have to see how things go tomorrow oh, night. because He he'd would, better bring it. He would. He would have to be so fantastic tomorrow night to make up for the the dud that was his debut. I just, mm. I don't know. He just feels over to me. But anyway, I could teach anybody to be a farmer. So Paul Krugman wrote in the New York Times, and he's a super lefty. He Said we need to normalize Sanders now. Get behind him. He's the Democrats' choice and we need to make him more normal and not so much you know the socialist label even if he even if he when he wins he squanders all his political capital on an unwinnable fight like abolishing private health insurance so even Paul Krugman if you don't know him who's a super lefty progressive mm-hmm. says it's an unwinnable fight to try to abolish private health insurance mm. For Bernie to take on, but but so, so they
3: so he's advocating polishing the turd that is uh, Bernie. Yeah. Well,
2: at some point, if I'm a Democrat, you gotta. He's the nominee. Let's uh, let's go.
3: He's better than the alternative from right. the Democrats' yeah, 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 perspective.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be exciting to watch, though. I watch That's it. That's like one a word sport. for it. <laughs> I watch it like a sport, and it's uh, it's something. God dang it! You can't just uh, yeah. Eighty year old socialist who had a heart attack two months ago. Gonna run away this, with this thing. I just... I uh, am I asleep still? Somebody <laughs> wake me up. This can't be happening. Well, I know people felt the same way about Trump on the other side. What the, the TV show host who uh, none of the uh, nobody in the Republican Party likes? He's gonna win the whole thing. Yeah, that's the elites in the Republican Party. Speaking
3: of dreaming, I had this dream the other night, long dream, long vivid dream, in which I was dealing with some sort of bureaucratic screw-up in paperwork. And it went on and on and on, trying to get these people to understand why the form was indeed the one I needed. And I woke up and I thought, you know, you got limited time to dream. You weren't dreaming you're playing Augusta National or or, or, or uh, you know engaging in hijinks with uh, three Swedish stewardesses? You dreamed you're at some bureaucracy trying to straighten out paperwork?
2: I do that all the time. That's
3: I, terrible dreaming. I need better dreams. I have
2: one dream a year, and it's always mundane. I it's have like, a, I'm at a car wash and I can't get code to go in. And that's my dream. Right. I,
3: I have a dream, and that is that I can get this paperwork to go through. That's
2: a terrible dream. Yeah, no. Not sex. Can not I, flying. Can I rent somebody else's dreams? That's right. Just, just sad.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Getty Show. Wait, sir,
2: sure. now with my bloody nose sleeping, yeah. He lands a good pump, the on will go down. He definitely does a little
1: lonely, he's just eating with his tongue right there. He's inside. He said in the lead-up, I want to taste blood. I believe that's what he was just doing there at the end of 6th. Tasting Wilder's blood. That was outrageous.
2: Okay, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, stay tuned. So that was a heavyweight boxing match and the one guy was licking blood off the
0: other guy? Yes, that was between uh both undefeated fighters, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Fury the licker in that situation went on to win the win the fight. Uh, Fury versus Wilder? Is this a movie or is that no, guy's name? Those are those are two of the baddest punch throwers in the planet. One so, blood
2: lickers. So the current heavyweight Nothing counts, counts so much as blood. Right. So the, Who's the current heavyweight champion of the world? Uh, Tyson Fury.
0: Okay. Uh, so before this, Wilder was uh, 41 of 42 fights. He was undefeated. His only non-win was a draw against Tyson Fury. This oh. is their rematch. Oh, wow. 41 of his 42 fights had ended in a knockout. Wow. He was knocking noggins off, and then he got his blood licked and lost in this one. Wow. <laughs> Fury was 29 and 0. He had 20 <laughs> knockouts, and, uh, and and Fury winning is great news for people who don't want to do abs at the gym. Because uh, he, yes. he, he got a little bit of the flabby belly.
2: Oh, there you go. That's interesting, which brings me to what I was going to talk about here. Well, he probably lost because he, he freaked out when a guy went vampire yeah, I her. couldn't fight a guy who licks my blood. I mean, it's bad enough um,
3: getting punched in the face for a living, but the guy goes Count Dracula on you? I mean, that's <laughs> just going to rattle your concentration. Speaking of being flabby, next?
2: I had a birthday on Friday, and that makes you take a little stock of yourself. And, Happy uh, belated. So? I meant to bring it up and it, embarrass it, you. It wasn't a, uh, yeah, I took a little stock of myself, and it was a sell. 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 now. It's going the wrong direction. Um, and I came across this in the New York Times over the weekend, and I meant to implement it and didn't, which gives you an idea of how successful I'll probably be. In six minutes, you can be done with your workout. This is that if new... you start 24 minutes into your workout. This is that <laughs> new theory based on science that rapid, serious effort, short periods of time, does more good than long workout
3: yeah that's 60 minutes of cardio forget it
2: um in six minutes you can be done with your workout our three short workout videos will get your heart pumping and give you a full body workout without a trip to the gym and it's, it's pretty cool you do a, a bunch of different exercises and, and i read the science behind it and all the doctors and what they say they're not selling you anything so this isn't a you know somebody's making money off of this mm-hmm.
3: um now somebody will come up with a mat or a garb you should wear, but that's that's uh, entrepreneur. But what about. I like
2: what what I liked about this one, I I believe that it is as good as they claim it is. And two, there's no excuse for not doing this. What sort of Zero exercises excuse. are you talking about? Can uh, you give us an yeah, idea? Yeah, I'll get to that. Excellent. But there's no excuse for me not doing this, or you, or anybody else. But I only worry about me. Uh, there's uh, eliminate. I don't need to join a gym. I don't need to have a special workout gear. As soon as I get the right shoes or pants or whatever. There's no reason why I can't do this at home. But you do different exercises for a short period of time and then take a break. But you do it with intensity. And you can get giant rewards out of this. And you only have to commit six minutes of exercise three times a week. And you'll be so much better off than if you're doing no exercise like I basically am. Uh, Each workout contains four main muscle groups. Cardio, lower body, upper body, and abs. You do each exercise, each exercise for 30 seconds, followed by 15 seconds of rest, and then you repeat once. Ooh. There's no reason I can't do that. Wow. That means each muscle group gets a full two and a half minutes rest of rest before working again. So you, you, know, you mix them up. Oh, yeah. Okay. I get it. Uh, push yourself. Keep a brisk pace so that you're working out intensely. Um, don't push so hard that you're losing your form. Trust me, I won't push myself too hard. Little danger of that. It's okay to feel discomfort. I don't want any discomfort. Let me get to the breakdown here. I had the there I know there's a breakdown here at some point. Uh but for instance you do you know 30 seconds of these kind of lunge things. Yep. Yep. I do them really hard and then I rest Good. 15 seconds. And then I do uh a jumping jacks. Yes. Point classic, old, yeah, old run of the mill jumping jacks, just as good form, hard as I can for thirty seconds, fifteen second break. Yeah, then I do some uh, uh, bent knee push ups, girl push ups. I used to call them, but I suppose that's not cool anymore. No, girl push ups for thirty seconds, fifteen second break. Anyway, there's just a, a, four exercises that you do over the six minute period. Done. Now, th- there's no reason why I don't do that every day. Zero reason. Yeah,
3: you get a little sweaty. I mean, that's that's nobody likes being sweaty. Until okay. you're sweating. Well, then die of a heart of attack then. All right, I will. Uh, so, New York Times paywalls you, but you get a certain number of free articles, right? So, we'll yeah. link that at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah,
2: yeah they even so have, can do it. They have videos showing you, uh, and then there's different ones. You can rotate them around. The next one, and maybe instead of doing the lunges, you do deep knee bends and running in place, for instance. Mm-hmm. Super simple. Yeah. The, the point is, and I really like this and I believe it, you don't need to do that much to make a huge difference from nothing. Right. Right. Which is what a lot of us do. And I'm and the, those of you who go to the gym every day and work out for 90 minutes, good for you. I'm not talking. Shut about, up. Well, Nobody here to out, hear from you.
0: They're working out for a different thing. They're working out to be in shape, not necessarily to be healthy. I think yeah. what you're describing is a great way to get on the healthy track. Sure.
2: And then just to not let your joints and tendons and everything atrophy to wherever. When you finally need to jump for something, you about die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, got a, I picked up a basketball goal over the weekend. The thing I bought myself for my birthday was a basketball goal. And I got it off Craigslist. So I got a really good one, like you'd have it at a school gym. Yeah. And I, for a fraction of the price, because once their kids are done with it, they just want it out of there. You're very thrifty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So I had to, and it's super heavy. So he had to load it into the back of my truck with a uh, a tractor, and then I had to use my tractor to get out of the back of my truck. Wow. Car. So, wow. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a serious piece of equipment, but it's adjustable. So guess what I got to do, Sean? Oh Dunk yeah. A Dunk like a boss. Oh my God! Was I dunking. Throw it down, big man! Throw <laughs>
0: it down! Oh, How many s- times did you hang on the rim too long and end up flat on your back?
2: Oh yeah, I'm behind the <laughs> back, dunks hanging <laughs> off. Fantastic! Oh, oh
0: yeah! Oh.
2: Tomahawking it <laughs> bang! <laughs> <laughs> so that's my new workout: dunking on children on a seven foot six inch hoop. LeBron
3: Armstrong bringing it. Oh. Nice. Hey, oh, you gotta get some exercise.
1: Armstrong and Getty.